T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let's continue to talk some NBA right now. Marcus Thompson II, Bay Area News Group sports columnist, is here to talk about his new book on Warriors star Steph Curry called Golden, The Miraculous Rise of Steph Curry. Marcus, thanks for taking the time this evening to be here on the show. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Thanks for having me. So one bio describes you as a lifelong Warriors fan. And I don't know, eight years ago, Marcus, this team had virtually no fans. They hadn't won a title since Rick Barry was around in the mid-70s, as you know. So do you feel like a lot of Warriors fans are essentially bandwagoners? Or is this a true diehard fan base? No, there was definitely a true diehard fan base. They were... They were middle of the pack in attendance with 26 wins. So there's definitely been a hardcore remnant here. Uh, Does that mean there's not a lot of bandwagoners? Of course not. There's plenty of them, right, as there are with all of these uh, great teams. But Oracle was – I remember when I I got on the beat in 2004 and they were terrible, Oracle was still uh, pulling 18,000 a game. So it's been pretty good around here for a while as far as – hardcore grassroots, you know, startup contingent. It wasn't, you know, like it is now. Sure. Now, you having covered Steph for years, were given a whole lot of access. Describe what you were permitted to see and write about regarding Curry and the Warriors, and what was the time frame you were with Steph in Golden State covering and writing this book? Well, I started covering Steph when he got drafted. The day, you know, he... uh was introduced it was i think it was june 25th 2009 so i've been with him you know every game writing writing about him as a as a reporter for years i picked up you know this this book assignment and i think it was uh january of this year and so i had to finish by july 15th that was my deadline because <laughs> they wanted to get it out quick so i kind of uh crammed on, on that end but a lot of what I know about Steph, I just had to go get the details because I, I just knew it all from covering him over the years. And whenever I had a question, you know, I would ask him. You know, we ha- we've had a lot of private conversations over the years, and, and including for this book. Well, Steph, as you put it, Marcus, is a baby-faced assassin, has that look, and seems to do all the right things, yet it seems like he still does tick off a lot of his NBA counterparts with his mannerisms, like after nailing a big shot. Do you sense that? Does he react to that? I think he does. I mean, they they don't like him. <laughs> Part of it is because, you know, he's six foot three and he went to Davidson and he's a good guy, you know, and he's got this reputation for being soft. Like, they don't want to get showed up by a guy like that, right? Uh, it's fine when... uh. Russell Westbrook dunks on you and screams in your face, but something burns them up about Steph Curry hitting the three and, and dancing down court. And I think he kind of relishes it. You know, I think I, I think he's had to, like, kind of fight to get the respect, you know, he thinks he deserves and, you know, overcome all of the, the preconceived notions about him that I think when he's on the court, he's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to show you. I'm going to dominate you. 
uh, you're going to have to respect me at some point. And their anger only shows that it's working. Marcus Thompson the second with us here on Sports with Coleman. His book is called Golden, The Miraculous Rise of Steph Curry. Now, Curry's famous pregame warm-up, which includes launching all sorts of three-pointers or really five- or six-point shots, if you will. They have a purpose. It's not just showing off, is it, Marcus? Oh, no question. Uh, like his, Philosophically, his training purpose is to, to practice with the highest degree of difficulty possible. So when he comes into situations in the game, it's like instinctual. It's, it's muscle memory. So, so he takes, you know, half-court shots because, you know, he's probably going to end up having to take half-court shots. And he's taking 30-footers and running away from the basket shooting and having, having his assistant coach, like, push him while he's shooting. All of that is kind of getting him ready for what he's about to face. And that's probably the – that's probably what coaches love about Steph Curry, right? Is the stuff that he does on the court, it looks amazing, but he, he's able to say, I worked on that. Like, me being able to do that is a product of my work ethic. And if you're a coach, that's what you want to hear. Has he always had a chip on his shoulder? Even though his dad played in the NBA, he, as you noted, played at a small school, not the tallest guy in the world, but seems to have overcome a lot of odds to make it near the top. Oh, yeah, he's had a huge chip on the shoulder. That was one of the things that I really learned in this book because in all my dealings with Seth, he's such a nice guy. He's a very down-to-earth regular guy. That's kind of his shtick is that he's a regular guy. He's got a regular family, right, and they're, they're just regular people. Uh, that, that's kind of his, you know, his whole aura when you meet him, which, which is why it's so impressive because he's not a regular guy. But, but, like, as you dig into him and you hear the stories and you hear the people who played against him talk about him and his teammates talk about him, like, he's been this way since, you know, middle school. And there's some like, he's always had to prove himself. So it's created this chip. Uh, you know, when some, eight, when some kid comes on the court and it's a high school game and he looks like he's in middle school and, and they're ready to pick on him because they don't think he can play, like, he, he's really got to prove it. And that, that's kind of been his fire throughout his whole career, trying to prove that everybody's wrong about him. Well, you talk about him being a regular guy. What about his wife, Aisha? She's really not the focus of this book, but I know she did come out and say some things or tweet some things out there that caused some controversy. Did Steph have to go to her and say, hey, reel it in a little bit. This is me. They're all talking about more so than you. I don't think that's how they roll. First off, uh, Aisha's... (laughs) Aisha's a pretty big power broker in that household, right? She's got she's got her own brand. Uh, I think Steph uh, likes like her role in his life as the one who makes him, you know, like work for it or not give him whatever he wants or keeps his head humble. Uh, you know, especially when he became MVP and this global star and all these people want to get a hold of him. Aisha was the one kind of helping to make sure his head didn't get too big. So I know they had a conversation about it, but it was it was more about hey let's let's figure out a way you know let, let's avoid things that's gonna damage both of our brands. It wasn't like hey it's time for you to be quiet, right? <laughs> but it was like we have a brand, we have a reputation. Let's let's uphold that instead. But I know she's pivotal to 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 who he is and what he's become because he leans on on her in that way. The name of the book is called Golden, The Miraculous Rise of Steph Curry. The author is 
Bay Area News Group sports columnist Marcus Thompson II with us here on Sports with Coleman. Perhaps the most talked about portion of your book is when you document is when you document rather a trip Steph, who had a sprained ankle at the time, took with his wife Aisha to his then coach Mark Jackson's church in Van Nuys, California. Johnson was a co-pastor there, and explain what happened that maybe caused their relationship to be strained then. Uh, no, their relationship was great. That's why that's why it happened. You know, when Mark Jackson was the coach, you know, he would always invite his players to church. If they were in L.A. and, you know, it was a Sunday, he'd invite them to church and Steph would go. So, uh, you know, several players in there, and they were they were having church. And, you know, uh, Mark Jackson's wife was, you know, was doing the invitation, and she called Stephen Curry up, and they anointed his ankle and prayed over it. And, you know, and in Steph's mind, it was like a unique experience because his church isn't like that, right? He's got more of a conservative, kind of affluent neighborhood church. Uh, it wasn't, they, they, you know, he had never experienced that. So I think it was a new experience for him. But in the end, I think he appreciated, like, their intentions. They wanted to, they were trying to help him. Uh, and, you know, Steph is a pretty devout religious guy. So th- they had that in common. It was just, It was just unique that, you know, they would anoint his ankle. So after she, uh, you know, after the, 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 the prayer was done and the anointing was done, he was going back to his seat. And she said, uh-uh, you got to, if you receive a blessing from the Lord, you got to show you believe. So Steph, you know, goes with it and starts hopping on it on his one ankle, which is surgically repaired. So he he was kind of in with it. He, you know, he, he liked their intentions. Okay, because the way it's been portrayed in the past is that he was coerced into trying and do this to please his coach when he really didn't want to cooperate. He sort of had to because it was his coach asking him to do this. And why did Mark Jackson end up breaking up with a Golden State team that went on to win championship? So, yeah, uh, the the true story, though, is in the book. So I know people, you know, kind of mess it up, but the true story is in the book, which is, you know, uh, the reason Mark Jackson split with the Warriors was because he had a problem with the Warriors owner and Warriors management. They wanted him to get better assistant coaches, and he trusted his guys. But when he, before he got fired, there was one primary spokesman for him keeping his job, and it was Steph Curry. He spoke out for Mark Jackson. He, he made sure, like, whatever weight he had as a star player was in favor of keeping Mark Jackson. And when they fired him, Steph Curry was not happy about it. So, their relationship was good uh, up until that point and through it. I'm glad you clarified that as we speak with Marcus Thompson the second. Again, the name of the book is Golden, The Miraculous Rise of Steph Curry. Is it awkward in any way when the Warriors are on ESPN or ABC and Mark Jackson is there around the team like he's been for the last few years? I would think that has passed since, but was there a point in time where it was awkward? Not still awkward, right? It's still... <laughs> Kind of weird, you know. And part of it is because of Mark Jackson. You know, he says some things that make you say, "Huh?" <laughs> you know, or it makes the players wonder what's up. You know, he's had a couple of critical comments of Steph Curry. You know, which was weird because Steph was his main kind of supporter. You know, he said some things. You know, that maybe Draymond Green doesn't like. But generally speaking, I think Warriors fans kind of sense the. You know that Mark Jackson is at least, try, at the very least, trying to prove he's not a Warriors homer on air. So he's not above, you know, saying what he thinks. And sometimes what he thinks, Warriors fans don't like to hear. But 
because of all the background and the context, it just makes it awkward. It's not just anybody saying it. It's the former coach for three years who kind of turned the, 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 the franchise into a losing one to a winning one. So, yeah, it, it's still awkward. It was awkward yesterday. It's going to be awkward every <laughs> it's going to be awkward every time because the breakup was bad. Now, Steph has a big deal, as you're well aware, with Under Armour based here in Baltimore. And Steph isn't afraid to speak his mind. As Again, you're well aware he gave some comments about Kevin Plank uh, making some comments about President Trump being an asset, although he didn't use the word asset recently. And uh, that did cause some discourse around the NBA, around the country, and I guess with Under Armour. Where do things stand between the two now, Under Armour and Steph? Well, yeah, that was my that was my story when right. he told me that. And, uh, you know, he was very adamant that he wanted to make it clear that he wasn't you know, that he wasn't on board with that comment. And I think before he even talked to me, there was a lot of dialogue on the phone between he and Plank. And I think Curry was trying to understand had the values changed. I, I, Kevin Plank convinced Steph Curry that all of all of the stuff that he believed about Under Armour hadn't changed and it was just a business thing. So I think they, the, the relationship is mended, but it's one of those, like, you know, Steph, Steph's got one eye open, right? Like, <laughs> just to see, like, hold on, I want to make sure what you said remains true because of uh, the, the potential relationship. So he, he, he made it very clear when I asked him, would he leave Under Armour? And he said, you know, the way I feel right now on Wednesday, like I'm with Under Armour. But it, it, the door was open to if, if there are some behaviors by Under Armour he didn't like, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if he moved on, but but so far it seems like what Kevin Plank has told him he's fine with because he still said he believes in Under Armour. Yeah, they seem to be on the same page once again. Now, last year's blown three-one lead in the finals to Cleveland. Do you believe, Marcus, that's what's motivating this year's Warriors team despite a change in personnel? That was, that was a huge embarrassment for them, and they've been sitting on that embarrassment for about eight months, right? It's all they've heard about, if, if the number 31 is mentioned, right, <laughs> they get post-traumatic stress syndrome. <laughs> like, <laughs> so this is this is big for them. I think it brought back their hunger. It brought back their, you know, sense of like the same sense they had before they won a title. And I think they, I think they're on a mission to kind of redeem themselves from that because that was an epic choke job. No love lost between Steph and LeBron James, is there? I don't think so. I think uh, Steph, Steph represented to LeBron like the media and fans, basically kind of saying he's not the king anymore. Right? I think I think he took it like, oh, you guys are anointing Steph now. He's the best in the game now. All right, let me show you. So, but I think he's also prepared for the fact that Steph is going to come back at him. So, there won't be any love lost. The the, the the competition and the, like, the kind of competitiveness between the two will be at an all-time high if they face in the finals. But I think definitely Steph Curry is, is going to be ready to kind of take that crown back if he ever had it at all in the first place. And finally, one name: Who is your NBA MVP? James Harden. But you know what? I'm, 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 I admit I'm a little biased, right? <laughs> I saw Game One. <laughs> if you would ask, if you would ask me before I saw Game One of that series. I probably would have said, "Yeah, give us your Westbrook." No, that I mean, was, was the right answer. James Harden all game, all year, and then Westbrook just kind of like bullied my vote for me. 
But then after the way they just destroyed Oklahoma City in game one, James Harden is the MVP. Can I do that? Can I change my vote after the regular season? No, you have it right. You had it right a week ago. You had it right today. It's James Harden. Marcus Thompson the second. The book is titled Golden, The Miraculous Rise of Steph Curry. Really appreciate you taking the time here in Baltimore to come on the radio. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Have a great evening. There he goes. Marcus Thompson the second joining us here on Sports with Coleman. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.